Welcome to Weird TV, the only podcast talking about TV that helps you become a better person. Probably. I'll pity the fool, you know. <laughs> I'm Bill Meeks, coming to you from the self-help capital of the world, Los Angeles, California. Now, I was a child of the 80s, so I have a complicated relationship with Mr. T. The first time I remember hearing about Mr. T was in the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mr. T's cereal is the cereal that Pee-wee has in the morning after his old breakfast machine makes his breakfast. Can I have some Mr. T cereal? Okay! <laughs> I pity the poor fool! Don't eat my cereal! Guess <laughs> the mystery on my show, the best show, Mr. T. Then, a couple years later, I started watching the Mr. T animated TV show that apparently was co-created by Steve Gerber, who made Howard the Duck, and Marty Pasco. Two big comic book guys. In the show, Mr. T had a group of, you know, athletic kids who would help him, you know, take down criminals. It was a goofy 80s show, but I really liked it. I remember one time, and I couldn't find exactly what it was, but they were doing a special episode in prime time, right? We were over at my grandparents' for dinner, and I kept bugging my mom, come on, mom, we gotta get home, I have to see this Mr. T special, this animated Mr. T special. And my mom didn't care about it nearly as much as I did, so we took our time, and by the time we got back, I caught like the last three minutes. I'm pretty sure that special involved airing the last episode, so I kind of stopped hearing about Mr. T for several years, until the early 90s, actually, when he popped up as a friend of Pat Robertson's on The 700 Club. Well, thank you and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of The 700 Club. Daily, nearly... I, now, my parents were pretty strictly religious, but The 700 Club was like a whole other level. Apparently, and it didn't come across on the cartoon or in the A-Team, Mr. T is all about that God life, right? We tried to live with God, even though we was poor. You know, my mother, we would still say a blessing over the table. So that's who I am. You yeah. sure, I appear tough to some people, you know. Like I say, to some people, I am tough. If you bother me, I will hurt you, you know. But I, I don't try to do that. It does pop up in what we're talking about today, which is be somebody or be somebody's fool. A motivational video from 1984 hosted by Pee Wee's breakfast buddy, friend of Pat Robertson, and personal hero of mine, Mr. T. Take it from me, Mr. T. Before we get into the main discussion, Weird TV has been chugging along for a few weeks now, and I'd really love to start getting the listeners involved. That's something I've always loved about fan casting, right, is uh, building a community. So I'd love to hear from you. There are a few ways you can get involved. One is to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a review. It can be a star rating or a full-on review. If you write a review, I will read it on the show because I, I, I love to hear feedback. Another way you can join the community is by sending in feedback for every episode. Every week, I give you a link to the next show we'll be discussing down in the show notes or at billmeeks.com slash weirdtv. I'd love to hear your thoughts on whatever we're covering, either via email, voicemail, or interpretive fan fiction. 
We also have a form where you can submit suggestions in the show notes for this episode or over at BillMeeks.com slash WeirdTV. If you want, you can even come on as a guest like I had Anne-Marie on last week to discuss cavemen. Just let me know on the form. Either way, send me your suggestions. I would love for the audience to help drive what we're talking about on this podcast. All right, enough plugs. I figured it was episode three. It was time to take about two minutes to try and build this community. Let's get weird. Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool is a motivational special hosted by Mr. T himself with a simple message. You know me? Of course you do. That's because I'm famous. But even before I was famous, I was still somebody. And I got respect. So you don't have to be famous to get respect. You just have to be somebody. And that means being confident in who you are. Being willing to take chances and risks falling on your face. Because that's the only way you're going to learn. And that's what I'm here for. To help you be somebody. Because if you're not somebody, then you're going to be somebody's fool. The message? Be who you are in the biggest way possible. So 80s, right? This special was produced by Topper Carew, who went on to direct and produce hit TV shows like Martin Lawrence's Martin sitcom. What's up? What's up? What up? As well as a Nickelodeon show we're sure to cover at some point, The Journey of Alan Strange. This direct-to-VHS program was directed by celebrated award show producer Jeff Margulies, who I reached out to, but he said he couldn't remember enough about the project to really matter. Don't worry, though, Jeff's directed a lot of weird TV, so I'm sure we'll find a good excuse to talk to him soon. Anyway, this special has a major self-help vibe. Mr. T, along with a handful of emerging artists like Mario Lopez, Ice-T, New Edition, and Fergie from Black Eyed Peas, help kids build self-confidence by teaching them the importance of personal branding. Hey, everybody gotta wear clothes, and if you don't, you get arrested. But that don't mean you gotta let some fashion designer in New York or Paris tell you what to wear. Clothes express your personality, so express yourself. As far as the video's inspirations, it's really all about Mr. T's personality and personal message. You might not know a lot about Mr. T's background. After he went to school and did some military service, Mr. T became a bouncer at Dingbat's Disco in Chicago, where he created his own personal brand as Mr. T, featuring his signature gold chains. So that's what I'm doing, you know. So you've been a follower of gold since oh, the 1980s? Actually, early, earlier than that. Other word, record highs for the precious metal? No, no, but I'm, I'm about telling other people it's time to sell, you know, to the company of gold promise. That's what I'm doing, you know. You know, I'm a free spirit. According to his book, Mr. T, The Man with the Gold, he started collecting gold chains from rowdy patrons at Dingbat's Disco. From there, he became a bodyguard for celebs like Steve McQueen and LeVar Burton, and even ran a side hustle helping the authorities track down troubled teens. After getting cast as Rocky antagonist Clubber Lang and Bosco B.A. Baracus on the A-Team, Mr. T decided to parlay his fame into something that could make a difference. Mr. T, are you all right? Yeah, fine. I always wanted to be part of the space program. It's not surprising that one of the most distinctive characters of the 1980s would create an hour-long musical special with an emphasis on personal branding. Now, who was the intended audience? 
my instincts say he made this for the kids, but my instincts don't do as much research as I do. VHS specials like this one were marketed mainly to libraries and schools. In the primary audience were the kids tormenting the substitute who put the VHS in the player. Now, if you were a fan of the Mr. T cartoon show like I was, and saw this tape on the wall of the video store, it was an easy pick if you couldn't find anything else. I mean, it was either that or Slim Goodbody. And these branches keep dividing into many, many smaller branches. Now, I couldn't find any hard numbers on this, but you have to assume at the time that this VHS tape, along with the companion booklet and vinyl record, sold well enough, because Mr. T was popular then, right? Thing is, the special found a whole new life when fans uploaded it to early video sites like Funny or Die and YouTube back in 2008. Now this thing has been memed to death. It was even parodied by Key and Peele on their sketch comedy show. Nobody likes you, you girl. Well, you're a different color than me, and that's bad. Oh, yeah? Well, you dress like a... Now, hold on a second. Whoa! Mr. T! Never make fun of the way a man dresses. The way a man dresses is his business. Remember that. Whether it's overalls, chains, or feather earrings, however they dress, it's not to be joked about. I pity the fool that judges another man's clothing. I'm sorry I judge your clothing. It's okay. All right, fools. Now it's time to ask, how well was it done? Sorry, that is the only Mr. T impression I'll do the entire episode. I actually waited until halfway through the episode so you didn't turn it off. Last time, I promise. This special is very rah-rah, in-your-face, self-motivating, but it left me with an important question. Can everybody be a leader? Mr. T's message aims to push my generation, the millennials, to be the best and brightest. But the messaging is a little too absolute for my taste. Now, it's not necessarily Mr. T's fault. This messaging was everywhere in the 80s. You are the new American society, the movers and the shakers. You are the new coffee generation. Sure, it's great to motivate kids to be the best version of themselves, but not everybody is a high achiever. Some people prefer a simple life. Others devote themselves to serving other people. Money and power isn't a factor for some people. You know, like volunteer firemen and teachers and podcasters. For kids like that, and I've known a few of them in my life, when you tell them they must be an overachiever or a leader, you're setting them up for either failure or disappointment. Sure, stepping in as the leader is always helpful, but not everybody can be the leader. Besides, if you have a room full of leaders, who are you leading anyway, you know? I know I haven't talked a lot about the music yet, but it's a big component of the special. 
A lot of it is cheesy, hello fellow kids kind of stuff. Mother, I always love her. My mother. So treat her right, treat her right. Emmys for the moan and the miserable groan from the pain that you felt when I was born. Always for the oven with this bird. But there are some very solid bops, even if they're a little weird. The voice you hear is Valerie Landsberg, who doesn't really have much on her resume before this special, like a lot of the kids. She eventually went on to appear in the famed TV series as Doris. Now, it's a solid tune, right? Sort of a lonely, hard, motivational love song about pushing past your nerves to make a move. Only problem is, this is the track for the friendship segment. It's a little uh, lusty for friendship, right? Maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but it's basically her walking down a beach for the whole segment, giving you time to really focus on the inappropriate lyrics. Oh, there's also this weird little sketch about snakes and big toes. I. They kind of lost the threat. Okay, class, the special word for the day is friends. Where I come from, a true friend is someone that when you get bit by a snake in the big toe, they'll be there to suck the poison out. I mean, that's a real true friend. Oh, no, a snake just bit me in the big toe. Sometimes a true friend is hard to find. First, I want to talk about the concept of visualization exercises. Those are two hard words to say together. One thing Be Somebody nails is the importance of visualizing in mental health. I like to visualize to help with intrusive, self-criticizing thoughts. You know, you start nitpicking your looks or your work or your life, then you get caught in a loop beating yourself up over every little flaw. You're balding. You've gained five pounds. Nobody's listening to your podcast. Your feet smell. You are not with it and hip. When my brain gets caught in a negative feedback loop, I imagine I'm walking down a road next to a brick wall. On the wall, I'll see my intrusive thoughts as graffiti. So it's up there on the wall, but just because somebody spray painted it there doesn't mean it's true. So I acknowledge the fact that it's there then just keep on walking. Eventually, I make it to the end of the wall and leave all the negative stuff behind me. So what about Mr. T's take? In the segment on anger, Mr. T tells kids to visualize away their anger. Anger. You know, I found the best way of dealing with anger 
is to think nice thoughts. Just close your eyes, imagine positive images so that you can make your anger work for you instead of against you. Now, it's interesting Mr. T still killed the fly, just not out of anger. That's still a net negative, right? Murder? Anger can be a great motivator, especially in creative work. But Mr. T's take strikes me as a little too military. Personally, I diffuse anger by taking a mind walk down a brick wall. We'd like to welcome all our latecomers to the final game of this Be Somebody League season. And we remind all our friends and supporters to put their picnic straps in the garbage can. Mr. T suggests these techniques again in the daydreaming segment, with a girl imagining she's playing in the World Series during a Little League game. Someday, I'm going to play in the World Series. It'll be just like this. The action here at National Stadium. The count's 3-2 on Mary with two away in the bottom of the ninth, and the bases are all loaded up. There'll be millions of people watching me. And they'll be cheering for me. Mary's the first woman to play in a World Series, and on top of that, she'll be on her way to Rookie of the Year if she can manage to wrap this one out of here. Okay, spoilers, we're still waiting on a woman to make it to the World Series. It's not for lack of trying. Don't send letters. But yeah, visualizing stuff works. It's a great psychological technique to disassociate yourself from your emotions and how you're feeling, what you're thinking. Unlike this girl in the Little League game, though, I find creating these elaborate scenes in my head when I'm in the moment makes me lose focus on the task at hand. I prefer to daydream success stories for myself when I'm out for a walk. A, a real one. Not one of my mind walks down the old insult wall. All right, now we get to talk about the fashion show. Styling. Now, when you hear people talk about this special online, they always talk about the wrapping segment. But the styling segment was pure joy for me. It was my favorite part of the thing. Zena and Zena for that exciting walk to the grocery store. Here's Zena and Zena from San Bernardino. Thank you, Zena and Zena. Mr. T does color commentary on kids' fashion choices from behind the camera. It's wonderfully bizarre. Jeff, who's the hippest cat in town? Ain't no doubt when Jeff's around, with pants pegged tight and hair in fitness, he's the 80s nod to fitness splendor. Stay cool, Jeff. I assure you, Jeff is not, and was not, the hippest kid in town. He does this really awkward dance in suspenders and a flannel shirt. I mean, it was the 80s, but even for the 80s, Jeff's a dweeb. Hey, everybody gotta wear clothes, and if you don't, you get arrested. But that don't mean you gotta let some fashion designer in New York or Paris tell you what to wear. Clothes express your personality, so express yourself, and not someone else. Do Calvin Klein, Bill Blast, or Gloria Vanderbilt wear clothes with your name on it? No. Of course not. So you table the label and wear your own name. I love this point Mr. T makes about branding. He instructs kids not once but twice to rip off their designer labels and make their own custom labels for their clothes. I love this so much. 
The 80s was when labels like Calvin Klein became a huge deal for teens. It became as much about who you were wearing as what you were wearing. Which brings us to Calvin's and the survival of the fittest. Calvin Klein jeans. I love this lesson Mr. T teaches the kids, that you don't need a ton of money to have your own unique style. As somebody whose parents took him back to school clothes shopping at the discount store, this is still a great message for kids. Hell yeah, make your own damn label. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about a character who shows up in this that is, you know, a typical fat kid or a stereotypical fat kid. The segment this appears in is called Workout. Why not fitness or active or something? Side note here, who picks these segment names anyway? It's like they had three good ideas and were told by the producers to expand it to 14. Sorry. Anyway, the workout segment feels a little dated. This totally wouldn't play in 2021. There's a little boy in this segment with high socks and a bag of popcorn. Oh, I'm so full, I can't move. That gets mocked by the other kids and kind of by Mr. T. First of all, this kid isn't even fat by today's standards. I was a lot fatter than him. I weighed at nearly 350 pounds around the time I was 13. I say that just so you know that I'm not meaning any of this mean towards the kid. Anyway, the whole segment is built around trying to shame him into working out. Oh, my, my. I'm about to get you in shape my way. Come on, let's go. This is a bell they hit over and over and over again for comedy. In one clip, everybody else goes down the slide and hops off. The fat kid falls on his butt. Then all the other kids jump off their swings gracefully, but he lands on his knees. When he tries to climb a pole, he can't. So Mr. T has to give him a boost. By the end, the fat kid is part of the team. A relatively positive outcome. But as a former fat kid, it still feels kind of degrading. I know this segment would not have motivated me back then. If anything, I would have got depressed and gone to eat a burrito about it. Oh, I have to mention the song they play in this segment. It's a straight up sex anthem. There is a time and a place for a song like this. And a self-help video for kids is not it. Everybody's got a rap. Rapping is like street poetry. It lets you express your feelings inside. Or the way you are. It's like your signature. Your outfit. Or the way you move. Even if you don't know it, everybody's got a rap. Back in 1984, everybody was rapping. Actors, dishwashers, even grandmas. I said hip hop. I hip it to the hip to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rock to the bang bang boom. You say up jump the Rapping is the way of saying knock knock. Who's there? Me. Open the door and listen to what I got to say. The oddest thing about this segment is that after Mr. T tells the kids why they should express themselves with rap, he never gives them the chance to do it. Instead, he ruminates on the toxic effects of news media like Alex Jones or something. Money, wake up, turn 
that you know if you talk about war and poverty and the cold hot subject reality. The music sounds good, but it makes you feel sad. Worried about things you wish you had. Then you go to work at school with your head held down. Wait a minute, get your face up off the ground. You gotta realize that I have a lot, but you better thank God for what you got. Stop being so depressed, treat up, don't be sad, cause they ain't dropped the bomb, so it ain't that bad. Then he wraps it all up with a children are the future ripoff. We have to realize that the faith of the world lies in the future of our boys and girls. Don't sleep your life away, go to school every day, cause you need an education to get the top place. Now, I can't really throw stones here since I open every episode of Weird TV with a rap. Bad one at that. But at the very least, he should have let the kids rap, right? Let them rap, Mr. T. They've got to be better than you. Now it's time to ask, was it worth doing? Back in 1984, sure. These kinds of videos did really well back then because libraries and schools would buy them. I doubt they were even concerned about selling to the general public. In fact, these kinds of videos are so essential to the period, I have several of them coming up on my Weird TV queue. As for now, I don't know if something this on the nose would work with the YouTube generation. And a lot of the points Mr. T makes are outdated at best and insensitive at worst. It also feels pretty cynical to use a self-help video to promote your record label and rising young stars. So no, I don't, I don't know if this would sit well with me now. But if they had to reboot it, here's how I'd do it. Okay, this is a crazy idea, but bear with me. Mr. T's army. Just imagine, Mr. T's an ex-marine who takes a ragtag group of teens under his wing to turn them into an elite fighting force. Mr. T's army. He'll teach them to be physically fit, hard-ass, overachieving child soldiers. And together, they'll take down I don't know, Pizzagate or something? I'm still workshopping it. Alright, now it's time for me to flip through my notebook here and find some things we haven't talked about yet that I thought I'd mention, but weren't worth a full discussion topic. Okay, in the recouping segment, Mr. T strips down and does lunges in his boxer shorts. I was not expecting that on a kid's show. If you were keeping an eye out for Mario Lopez in this, he's one of the breakdancing kids. Mr. T encourages embracing your roots but I've always been more of a running away from his roots kind of guy, mainly due to a pretty toxic upbringing. So this and the mother rap song both ring hollow for me, personally. Always open to change though, so I did try to dig into my roots for today's discussion in honor of Mr. T. 
Did you notice? I always thought it was weird that Mr. T showed up on the 700 Club, but with the amount of religious content in this, it made me realize I probably just wasn't paying attention since I was like six. Finally, I wrote down here potato salad as a metaphor. It wasn't a great point, I didn't use it, but I wanted to put that phrase out into the universe because it made me giggle. Now for the arbitrary scale, where I rate the episode based on something completely arbitrary. So out of 1,200 flies in the potato salad, I'm going to give this 983. Super kitschy, super retro, super fun. But I did have some issues with the messages, probably because I'm watching it in 2021. Now, as always, you can find links to the show and more info on the topics discussed by looking at the description for this episode in your podcast player or by going to billmeeks.com slash weirdtv. You can also suggest a show for us to cover in a future episode. And by us, I mean you too, if you'd care to join me. Either way, just fill out the form at the site, billmeeks.com slash weirdtv. Now, unfortunately, this week we don't have any listener feedback, but I'd love to hear from you, either about what I've said this episode or about the show we're talking about next week, which is a TV musical called Cop Rock. That's right, Cop Rock. I have a link to the pilot in the show notes for this episode at billmeeks.com slash weirdtv. You can also find all the contact info there, but I'll give it to you again just in case. The email is weirdtvpodcast at gmail.com, the voicemail's 424-274-2352. Facebook, still don't have it. Insta, still don't have it. Twitter, still don't have it. Working on it. TikTok, that's a secret. Again, next week we're talking about Cop Rock. And if you're a musical fan, I would love to get your take on Cop Rock as a musical. How do you think the first episode of Cop Rock holds up as a musical? Again, that email's weirdtvpodcast at gmail.com. Now, as for me, you can follow everything I do at billmeeks.com. I'm at Bill Meeks on pretty much every social media that matters. And you can find a link to the show notes, links to future shows we're watching, all that good stuff at billmeeks.com slash weirdtv. Now, until next time. Stay weird. Well, that's it. I want to thank you for hanging out with Mr. T. I'll see you again very soon. I'll be ready whenever you push that rewind button. 